Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include net gain per loan for lenders, my interview with Jonas Moe, SVP of Marketing and ICE, on ICE Experience, the premier event in the mortgage tech industry, and the continuation of the sell-off in treasuries. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, ICE Mortgage Technology. ICE Mortgage Technology combines technology, data, and expertise to help automate the mortgage process, from consumer engagement through loan registration and every step and task in between. ICE Mortgage Technology is the leading cloud-based loan origination platform provider for the mortgage industry, with solutions that enable lenders to originate more loans, lower origination costs, and reduce the time to close, all while ensuring high levels of compliance, quality, and efficiency. Independent mortgage banks, or IMBs, and mortgage subsidiaries of chartered banks reported a net gain of only $1,099 on each loan they originated in the fourth quarter of 2021, down from a reported gain of $2,594 per loan in the third quarter of 2021, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association's newly released quarterly mortgage bankers performance report. Marina Walsh, MBA's VP of Industry Analysis, observed, quote, among the headwinds were lower revenues and higher production costs. The average cost to originate a mortgage has now risen for six quarters in a row, reaching a study high of almost $9,500 per loan by the end of 2021. End quote. Continuing the discussion of MBA's findings, 76% of the firms in the study posted a pre-tax net financial profit in the fourth quarter. Those firms with servicing operations benefited from slower prepayments and low delinquencies that help boost mortgage servicing rate valuations. Were not for servicing operations, only 58% of the firms in the study would have posted a net financial profit in the fourth quarter. The average pre-tax production profit was 38 basis points in the fourth quarter of last year, down from an average net production profit of 89 basis points in the third quarter, and down 137 basis points on a year-over-year basis. The average quarterly pre-tax production profit from the third quarter of 2008 to the most recent quarter is 56 basis points. Total production revenue, which is fee income, net secondary marketing income, and warehouse spread, decreased to 353 basis points in the fourth quarter, down from 396 basis points in the third quarter. On a per-loan basis, production revenues decreased to $10,569 per loan in the fourth quarter, down from $11,734 per loan in the third quarter. Net secondary marketing income decreased to 275 basis points in the fourth quarter, down from 310 basis points in the third quarter. On a per-loan basis, net secondary marketing income decreased to $8,326 per loan in the fourth quarter from $9,300 per loan in the third quarter. Total production expenses, which includes commissions, compensation, occupancy, equipment, and other production expenses and corporate allocations, increased to a steady high of $9,470 per loan in the fourth quarter, up from $9,140 per loan in the third quarter. From the third quarter of 2008 to last quarter, loan production expenses have averaged $6,758 per loan. Personnel expenses averaged $6,438 per loan in the fourth quarter, up from $6,185 per loan in the third quarter. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Jonas Moe, Senior Vice President of Marketing for ICE Mortgage Technology, where he is responsible for communications, events, demand generation, branding, creative, 
and market strategy. Jonas joined Ice Mortgage Technology in 2001 and has served as the Senior Vice President of Market Strategy and the Head of Product, during which, among other contributions, he developed the Encompass Electronic Document Management and Encompass Web Center Online Client Portal Solutions, as well as the Encompass Client Resource Center. It's been two years since Ellie May, now ICE, has put on experience in person. What was it like bringing everyone back? You know, any pressure, any concerns with health and safety? It has been two years. Uh, we've done two virtual experiences, 20 and 21, uh, which isn't the same as being back in person. So the energy was great, high energy. I think people were excited to be back in person. We invested a couple hundred thousand dollars extra in health and safety protocols to make sure everyone felt safe. So we had on-site uh, medical uh, doing COVID testing. We were screening all the personnel that worked the event. We made sure that we screened everyone that came into the event. So we really thrived to have a safe and secure event. Uh, but the energy was great. I think once we got people in the doors, once people saw each other again uh, for the first time in a couple of years, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to get people back together and, and have that collaboration in person. You just you can't replace that in a virtual world. Yeah, it's very nice that these events are returning. Uh, it was hard being virtual. How was the how was the experience for you? It was good. It was exhausting. It was a lot of work uh, to kind of flex those muscles again and do a full in person event. So we worked really hard to make sure that again the the health and safety was was first and foremost. But we had. Uh, seven different tracks, uh, 36 different sessions that we put on. Uh, we had the general sessions both days with a lot of great speakers. So it was, uh, it was a lot of work. Uh, this was the first time we were back in the win uh, in Las Vegas since 2018. So it was, again, it was getting used to the environment. They just built out a brand new conference space right before the pandemic. And so uh, we were getting used to that new conference space, even though we'd been in Vegas at the win a number of times in the past. It was understanding the space and how we utilize the space. And even though we were coming back, we wanted to do new things. So we introduced a, a social media zone. Um, we introduced a executive summit for the first time that happened right before experience. We ramped up in-person training. And as you can imagine, um, in the past, we did in-person training and we provided all the laptops because of COVID. We kind of had a hybrid approach we, where we provided laptops. We also had a kind of a be, bring your own advice, uh, bring your own device. Uh, so a lot of things to work through, but overall, I'm very happy with how it all went. Awesome. Yeah, it just wrapped up last week. What's been some of the feedback from customers that you've heard? Overall, very positive. I'd love to say that they were over the moon to see us. And I think that that was the case. It was, it was good to reconnect. But what it came down to for me, Robbie, was the collaboration with the people that attended. We had over 2,500 people that uh, attended the event, and I think they were just yearning to get out and see each other again. Uh, lots of hugs in the hall, um, lots of high fives, which you, you wouldn't think coming out of a pandemic that would be the case. But the excitement was really around the collaboration. It was around people getting back together and being together and talking about how we tackle uh, the rest of 22 uh, with some of the industry challenges that we have. A lot, of, a lot of conversations uh, that just weren't happen, happening in the, the virtual environment. And so I think we provided a forum where people could actually get, get together, talk about the things they wanted to talk about, 
I think they took advantage of all the sessions we provided, but where I saw the biggest lift was we provided a, a foundation and a forum for folks to collaborate and connect with each other. Yeah, when it comes to the mortgage tech industry, it really is the premier conference. What did you want attendees to walk away with? So a couple different things. During the pandemic, uh, Ellie Mae was acquired by ICE, um, and we came together with this concept of ICE mortgage technology, which was MERS, SimpleFile, and Ellie Mae coming together. What I wanted folks uh, to get a kind of a perspective on leaving experience was what it meant for these three entities that had been kind of premier entities in the mortgage sector to come together under ICE. And I think we were able to accomplish that. Uh, Joe Tyrell, our, our president of ICE Mortgage Technology, sat down with Jeff Sprecher, who's the CEO of ICE uh, at one of the general sessions on Tuesday. And uh, it was a great conversation. Jeff was very uh, accessible and, and kind of told the story of ICE. And, and I think he painted a really good picture of what it means for these three entities to come together as ICE Mortgage Technology, but what it means for the whole industry and the amplification and the lift that ICE will give uh, to make sure that not only that entity is successful, but that the whole industry is successful. ICE has a very strong playbook into going into other sectors that have uh, technologies that need to be improved and, and they're willing to invest. And I think that's the thing that I really wanted people to understand about what it means for what was LMA to be part of ICE. Uh, the other thing I was hopeful for, and I, I think it, it, I saw it play out, was that we got people out of their houses. We got people to Vegas. Um, it sets us up for the future. Uh, the way that I see this event growing going forward is um, by leaps and bounds. I was really kind of um, excited to get people back together, but uh, a little nervous in terms of whether I get everyone back and, and I'd see the energy that I saw. And all my fears were assuaded once uh, once the conference started. So next year, I, I see the ability to kind of move forward and and uh, change the conference and evolve the conference uh, to offer more to more people. Let's talk about next year for a minute. Anything yeah. you can share about Experience 2023? Well, we're back in, in Las Vegas at the win. We're going to move it up a little bit earlier this year or next year. So we'll be there the 20... 7th of February through March 1st. We'll do uh, many of the things that we did uh, this year, but we'll also expand. Uh, I anticipate that we'll have more to offer to engineers and developers that want to attend. Uh, I think we're definitely going to open it up to the MERS community to attend, as well as the SimpleVal community. Um, I also see the ability to bring in other aspects of ICE into the conference. So I see this growing. I, I, I was really pleased that we had 2,500 attendees uh, this year. And I see that it, as long as we don't hit any bumps in terms of uh, the pandemic, we're going to look to grow this event uh, to be even bigger than it has in the past. So I'm really excited about what we could do. The, the space that we have at the wind is, is expansive. So we only used a fraction of the space. And I, I think we can continue to grow the event. And I, I appreciate the kind words in terms of the premier event in the industry. I, I, I do believe that. Um, I, I think it's a great place for collaboration and getting people together. And I, I only see it growing in the future. What's it been like since the merger of these big tech companies? How does it compare to what you expected in terms of your job? 
I've been with uh, what was Ellie Mae uh, going on 22 years, a little over 22 years now. And uh, it's been a really positive experience. The integration has been really positive with ICE. We had gone through a couple different transitions in this pandemic period. Uh, first, it was the, the Tom Bravo uh, acquisition. It took us private and we were owned by uh, a PE for a little bit. And that was a really good kind of uh, experience in terms of what we needed to do as a, a group to adjust to the future. I think we learned a lot from, from TV in that short period, but it was really good to find uh, a permanent home with ICE and the mentality that they have in terms of their employees, in terms of how they tackle business. Uh, it's very similar to how we thought of our business. And so it's it's been positive. It's a little more travel. Uh, we're, we're spending a little more time in Atlanta and New York, but I think that it's been a positive experience in the sense that they want to grow this industry. Uh, they want to take this industry forward, which is all that Ellie Mae has ever wanted to do um, under Sig Andervan and Jonathan Kaur was, how do we take and automate everything automatable? How do we realize the, the true digital mortgage? And I, I think that we're unbound um, by what we can do moving forward under ICE. They, they have that same mentality and we have the resources and the ability to execute on that that long-held vision. So I'm I'm really bullish about our, our future with ICE. I think there's a lot of positives to take from it and looking forward to what we can do together. Well, it certainly speaks to the company culture and vision when they have employees that are around for uh, two or more decades as, as you have been. So uh, I, wanted, I wanna thank you very much for making the time to talk to me and hopefully I'll see you out in Las Vegas next year. Yeah, absolutely. Robert, are you going to be at the uh, the tech show, NBA tech show in uh, Vegas next month? I'm not sure if I'm going to that one. I think I'll be at the NBA in New York, though. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll see you out there. And we'd love to have you come out to a experience in the Las Vegas next year. Fantastic. Thanks, Jonas. All right, Robbie. The recent sell-off in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries deepened yesterday as both Federal Reserve hawks and doves joined Fed Chair Powell's call to move forward on raising interest rates to curb high inflation. A half-point hike is now expected in May, as the Fed takes a more aggressive policy approach in the near term to help ensure price stability. Today's calendar is mostly about supply, with the Treasury conducting three auctions, including a $16 billion reopened 20-year bond. Fed Chair Powell is currently delivering remarks in the wake of his exceedingly hawkish statements from Monday. Ahead of the open, MBA mortgage applications were shown to have decreased 8.1% from one week earlier as rates on 30-year conforming mortgages jumped by 23 basis points last week, the largest weekly increase since March 2020. The jump in rates comes as markets move to price in a much faster pace of rate hikes as well as expectations of fewer MBS purchases from the Federal Reserve. The lone remaining data point today is new home sales for February, which will be released later this morning and are expected to decline from 801,000 to 775,000. And besides Chair Powell, San Francisco's Daily will also deliver remarks. The desk will purchase up to $1.3 billion over two operations. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. An 80-year-old gentleman was being interviewed on his 60 years of marriage. Is there one big difference in your marriage today compared to when you were first married? Asked the interviewer. Well, said the man, after pondering for a moment, it now takes me all night to do what I used to do all night.
Thanks again to Ice Mortgage Technology, the leading cloud-based loan origination platform provider for the mortgage industry, with solutions that enable lenders to originate more loans, lower origination costs, and reduce the time to close, all while ensuring high levels of compliance, quality, and efficiency. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.